Thank you for tuning in to this message from Kingdom Ears International, headquarters located in Flagstaff, Arizona. Did you know way back when, when Kingdom Ears was just the very, I was going to say infancy, but that's not a, even a way to describe Kingdom Ears ever, but it all started at a table over food and how like how many years later are we looking back and we're like the table like that's where he releases strategy that's where he releases to his sons and daughters on how to move forward in every area of life how to deal with every single thing that comes in this life and so it's released from that table so as kingdom heirs one thing i think is just so beautiful about this setup in looking at our family is it it just reminds me I and mean, we always talk about going back to the original intent like it this reminds me of like the original original like he first showed up and was like just dine just be together just engage with food like where do you think this family fell in love with food these two taught us how and we probably love food so much because not only are we engaging with that but then everything changes because of the conversation at the dinner table. Um, We've been talking a lot lately about the head and heart coming into alignment. Last week, mom and dad released on the language that comes when your head and your heart are in alignment and they're no longer a house divided. I, like I can't even begin to describe how excited I am about this. talk about weird things because that's what we do speaking of original kingdom heirs we just talk about weird things katie's like mom talk about the tumor it wasn't my own testimony but it's a testimony shared by a scientist katie and i were watching this youtube video and this scientist was talking about how your head and your heart have to work together because your brain it when a thought comes in it immediately drops into logic and reason. You have to think through all the reasons why you wouldn't do something. So all the reasons why you can't be healed of a tumor because you have history in there and you've got your past and then you think about your grandparents and and well, this earth and there's cancer and people die and it's all in your head. And then it drops in your heart and your heart is like, absolutely, I know truth, I know heaven and you can totally be healed of a tumor. But if your brain and your heart aren't in alignment, then what is coming out of your mouth you're not speaking life, right? You're not, you're not prophesying or creating with him, not co-creating with him or speaking into existence what really should be because your brain doesn't believe it's truth because it has all this file cabinet worth of evidence that says this can't really be true. So we're watching this video and this scientist who, I don't know if he believes in Yahweh, but he knows science, which totally backs up Yahweh's word. And he's talking about how if your brain and your heart do not come together and they don't begin to think together, then your body, the DNA is going to be off. I mean, he talks about DNA strands getting cut shorter and shorter, which is why we're living less and less. And so he presented this lady who had a tumor in her body and she was told stage three cancer, tumor in the bladder, you will not survive it's inoperable. 
And so she decided, then I'm going to figure out how. And so she goes to a non-medicine medical clinic in China, and they teach her how to breathe, and they teach her how to think, and they teach her how to speak. And so she learns a new way of bringing her head and her heart into alignment. Like, I'm like, did you talk to my parents? Like, are you saying this because of last Friday and everything they released about language? And but there's like people who do this all over the earth. And this medical clinic teaches her for a period of time how to get her language right. I transported. <laughs> Seriously. I'm like, I, I know this. Like, my mom told me this last week. So she goes in for surgery and she's laying on the operating table. And the scientist is showing this video and he's like, she's awake and she's aware of what's going on. She's engaged with it and she believes in it. And I'm like, oh my God, heaven on earth. Like, this is what it looks like. And she's laying there while they're doing this, this surgery, I guess you would call it, on her. And so what happens is the three people from this medical profession, they come in and they stand around her and they just begin to speak over her. It is finished. It is done. You are healed. And from that place, this is being filmed. So she has her tumor on one side of the, the camera. There's this still shot of, of the tumor. And then she's doing an ultrasound. They do an ultrasound on her while she's going through this surgery. And as they declare over her, speak over her, and come into agreement with her healing, the tumor is shrinking on the camera. And he's like, this is not a time lapse. This is a video, a three-minute video of this lady's tumor being dealt with right now in this moment. And all because two or more gathered and came into agreement with heaven and began to speak from a place of, I see you, I know you, it is finished, it is done, it is changed, you are healed. That's what we get to tap into. That's what's released from this table to learn that our head and our heart come into alignment and I can co-create with him to, not, I mean, deal with disease and sickness. Like that's the kind of, this stuff that we're learning right here is the reason why he can entrust us to go out and like change the city, change the world, or start in my own home where my kids know like, wait a second, why am I feeling like a cold is coming up? It is healed. It is done. You know, like that is what's being released from mom and dad. That's what's being released from Nana and Padrino. So a night like tonight, like it is in your best interest to be fully engaged and fully aware and fully believe what is being released because your life depends on it. That is a, maybe somebody would take that as a dramatic statement. If you don't hear that, you are missing everything that Yahweh is doing right now in this time to send you out from this place fully engaged with him to walk that way because that is heaven on earth that's what we're engaging with tonight so we are thankful for all that you're willing to press into to release over our family we thank you for standing in that place like Yahweh in our lives to release from a table to send us out because I know for me personally I I don't know what I would do without this family so we thank you, and we are fully ready to receive everything that he has given to you for us tonight. Amen. Thank you, Missy. Yeah. Um, we're going to kind of pick up where we left off from last week, but I wanted to preface tonight 
um, before we kind of review what we went over last week and, and launch off of that, that the reason why we're doing what we're doing is because we've stepped into the night season, which is for rest and strategy. And I want to encourage everybody because I, I just, even just sitting here, right, we've, we've taken communion, we've engaged in a unified state. If you remember talking about that last week, we're rehearsing being seated in heavenly places right now. And so even as we're just sitting here for the last few minutes engaged in that state, I just felt encouraged that the reason why we're doing this in this Hopefully this will free you too, because I'm feeling liberated as I think about it, is that during the day season, for the last six months of the Hebraic calendar and that timeline of cycles that we're on, there have been things that I have been striving for, things that may not have come to completion within the day season like I was hoping they would or like I thought they would. And you can be hugely discouraged when that happens, but if you understand the timing and the cycles and you understand that we've stepped into a night season and it's time to rest, then those things are also put to rest. If I continue to strive for things in the night season that I was striving for in the day season, then ultimately I'm going to get further and further behind because I'm not resting and I'm not strategizing about the next day season. Does that make sense? If I continue to fight for the things that I was fighting for in the day season, the previous one that is now done, mm -hmm. if I don't understand the timing of the rest and the strategy and stepping into the mysteries, then ultimately I'm going to be more discouraged when the next day season comes around because I wasn't resting and I wasn't strategizing. So I, wanna, I want to encourage you guys that that's kind of the backdrop of why we're even doing what we're doing because... Whatever it is that you were hoping for, let's say, or goals you may have had, or things that you're discouraged about because they didn't fully materialize, or they didn't turn out like you hoped for, whatever, fill in the blank. You can kind of understand what I'm, what I'm saying with that. Whatever those things were, let them be put to rest. Let those things just, just be done. Right? Even if they're not fulfilled, they're not completed, they didn't come to full fruition, just let those things go. Right? Because if we continue to fight for those things, then we're not stepping into the timing that he has for us right now. So it's really important to remember that as the backdrop um, of why we're doing what we're doing and why we're taking the time to rest and, and really dream and strategize because that's what Yahweh is saying we're supposed to be doing right now. Um, you know, a lot of people, if you, if you weren't aware of that, and we're talking about kingdom awareness and heaven awareness, if you're not aware of the alignment of the timing, mm -hmm. then how, how, how tired and worn down can you get? And you can get stuck on the wrong battlefield completely. Mm -hmm. Right? He was just showing me this right now. Like, he's like, son, just the, all those things that you had in your heart, let them be put to rest. Because ultimately, I would find myself on the wrong battlefield, completely discouraged, completely worn down, disconnected from family, from relationships, disconnected from him, because I'm stuck on things that were, that have ultimately died in the last day season. Amen. 
So be encouraged and be aware of those things that you have been focused on for the last six months during this last day season and let those things be put to rest. Amen. And just to add to putting something to rest, sometimes when we use, you know, language like that, like let it be put to rest or let it die, then it seems like it's done. But if we make it practical and you think about the, the, the night, I mean, why does it say don't let the sun go down on, right? Because what it is, is it's, it's putting it away to receive the rest so that if it gets picked back up, you're not tired. So it's like at the end of the, it, just to make it practical, if you're in your home and you've got I don't know, laundry, and if, you're, if your mindset is, I don't, I, I have to keep doing it until it's all done, and you stay up till 2 a.m. catching up and doing laundry, then your next day, it's just a catapult of the next day because then you didn't really get the rest versus if we are the manager and co-creator of time, what can happen if you just did one load of laundry stop because you're honoring rest you're honoring you know how people i don't have time for secret time i don't have time to i don't have time i don't have time if you do that then what ends up happening is is that your time could be multiplied where you could finish a 48 hour you know two days where you got more done because you slept or rested or spent time with him than trying to just be busy with the works so it's not just put it to rest as if it's done, but be okay for this first month that it's like whatever you were working on, lay it down. When you strategize and you rest, he'll let you know if you're supposed to be picking it back up in March. Does that make sense? Or if you're not supposed to pick it up at all, like if it's like, or, or he's, cause he's gonna give you a strategy and a dream and refreshment and rest so that when you pick it up, you will pick it up differently than the way that you handled it the day before. How many of us want to handle the, the things that he gives us differently? Because there's always more, even if you have a strategy for what you're dealing with in the day, there's always something better. No, no, or yes. I mean, I, I feel like I've got a, a laundry, for example. I love it. Like, I have a great routine, and I'm still striving for what if there's, you know, what, there might be another strategy, or I might be in relationship with someone where I'm like, I didn't even. I'm getting really practical. But, but it's like what we're going to, because I'm going to, I'm going to kind of discuss what's happening. But what I'm saying is, is I grew up with a way to do laundry. Okay. Then all of a sudden I run into Kendra and Kendra teaches, this isn't true, but, but this is just an example. When you're in relationship, she's like, why do you, why do you fold your underwear? I'm probably not going to make any sense. I grew up with like a certain way of doing it. And then you run into somebody who's like, well, I have a drawer where you don't, anyways. And it saves you time because it's a totally different strategy, but it took me out of my comfort zone, but you have to have your underwear folded versus, but if you just have a drawer with just all underwear, does it really need to be folded? If it, anyways, I, I know I'm being, but it's, there's strategy that I would have done it a certain way and not recognizing, oh, I can do it that way. And that would make my life easier. And so there's strategy that comes in the night and then, um, and strategy as you move forward 
that will accelerate your life because we're not stuck in one way of doing something. Okay, so I want to kind of, let's, I wanna point us on a map right now before we get started. I wanna kinda like, here's this big old picture in front of us and I want us to be able to say we're right here, okay? So last week, if you were not here or if you're listening to this podcast or you're on live and you did not tune in to last week, what was the title of it? Head and Heart Connection, correct? Heart or Brain. Listen to that because that is the beginning of a very practical strategy and we're going to pick right up where we left off and we're not going to necessarily go back if that makes sense, and give the same instructions because this is roundtable family discussion where if you uh, are moving forward, and it would be like if, uh, if we're in school and you give an assignment and if somebody was like, well, I was absent, Gabby, and, and, and she's got half the class and they say they're absent, she's like, well, you're gonna have to go onto your Canvas page or you're gonna have to go on and get the notes or you're gonna have to go in for tutoring because I'm, I have the rest of the class that's already done that part and we're moving forward. So I just want you guys to understand that this month in particular, what it's gonna be like moving forward, I don't know, but this month in particular, the Hebraic month of Heshvan is a very quiet month. There are no holidays in this month. So the purpose for this is to stop everything that we've been doing, still under submission to him, right? So it's Heaven Awareness Night. So we're going to practically apply what he's asked us to do this month, but we're going to be focusing on the awareness of heaven. Last week was teaching. We are presenting a practical application, but it was very, uh, very much um, teaching. Does that make sense? So... Um, I want, so the, 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 the point of where, where we are was last week, we basically released a strategy that would put your self on paper. For those that were there, does that make sense? We pretty much took your insides and we wrote it on paper, okay? You, me, I'm a vessel on earth, okay? I am one of three, I'll just say pegs. I'm trying to think of a word. There are three aspects in the kingdom. There are three layers. I am one. Kingdom, heaven is another. And then relationship on earth is the third. So, so if you are an open vessel, you should be a constant conduit of what? Heaven and earth. Heaven and earth, earth and heaven, heaven and earth, right? Does that make, so you've got one peg or one piece to the puzzle is out here, lateral. You have one piece of the puzzle. Now you guys know when I do this, this is just for the sake of doing it. Heaven is not up here. Heaven is in here. So is earth in here, right? Where oh, it's all mixed, but just for the sake of, for, uh, of, of what we wanna get at. So you are one aspect to this puzzle. All we did last week was take you and put it on paper. Tonight, the focus is, is we're gonna take what's on paper and we're gonna submit it under heaven. So now you're gonna take what we've done last week and you're gonna present this to heaven and you're gonna see what heaven says to it, okay? We're gonna get into detail. I'm just trying to give us a map uh, of where we are. Next week is, is our family night. Is, this, is that correct? Next week is our family night, and we actually have our financial meeting next week. So we're going to kind of 
pause in this arena and release strategy on the financial side. If I were you and on your star from last week, finances were a part of it, come hungry for next week because you're gonna gain a lot of strategy for that aspect of your star, okay? The next week is the fifth Friday of the month and that is our intercession night. Typically when you intercede, you are standing in the gap for earth. So that night, you're going to put down what's on paper, which is you, after you've submitted it to heaven, you're then going to, I don't know how we're going to do this, but we're going to release it to one another. And you're going to submit what you are on paper to someone else. Does that make sense? Here's what's so amazing. How many of us wrote down their goals and realized the disconnect within ourselves? Now wait till you submit it to heaven. And then when you say, I got it. And then you sub, and I say, Diana, take a look at this. And then she goes, oh, well, and she just starts asking questions or digging into it. Or what about this? Or have you thought about this? All of a sudden you're like back to square one. And then you put yourself on paper. This is going to be the process as we move forward. This is not, uh, Ellen asked a, uh, an amazing question last week. She said, what is the difference between this and, it was you, Ellen, right? And then name it and claim it. Because we've said in Malachi, write your vision down. And you stop there. You write your vision down. You give it what? A couple years? Maybe never look at it again. And then you say, well, it's God's fault. It didn't happen. What did you do with that strategy? Is that all you were supposed to do is just write it down? You didn't meditate over it. You didn't map it. You didn't think about it. You didn't get a strategy. I don't know how many times this to me is common, but I don't, meaning common in the sense of the way that I've been raised by heaven. I don't know how many times I've counseled people in the arena of health and I've asked them, have you asked Yahweh what to do about that? And they're like, oh, you can do that. That is a real thing. It is easy to preach it. It's easy to say amen. But then when you're sitting at the dinner table and somebody is saying, I have major stomach issues and I cannot figure out what my stomach issues are. And I've been to a naturopath and I've been to the doctor and I can't. And all of a sudden you say, what has Yahweh said? Oh, so what's going to happen tonight? I don't know exactly how it's going to manifest, but what's going to happen tonight is when we submit ourselves under heaven, we're going to begin to add to our star and you're gonna start to engage. Remember when Ellen was talking about during worship? And again, I really would encourage you, like this is a classroom. The month of Heshvan needs to kind of be lumped into like one, like if you were at a conference, it would be like one group thing. Because if you go back to worship, she kept talking about what are you being tutored by? Who is your governor? So what's gonna happen tonight is you're gonna say, okay, in this arena that I've written down, who is my guide? Have you asked? Who is my tutor? Who, there, you have angelic beings, you have uh, men in white linen, you have your cloud of witnesses, you have, you have access to not just, right? We, we understand that there's a lot more in the kingdom than just, Yeshua. So you can ask who is assigned to my health. 
Marriage, is, marriage, if your goal is marriage, even get as simple as, Yahweh, tell me in the Bible who I should follow. He's gonna, he'll say, I want this season, I want you reading Hosea. And in another season, it might be David. You might find out you're a husband under Hosea one season, and then the next one, you're a husband under David, and he wants you to be dancing naked. I mean, you just, there's gonna be, there's gonna be aspects. When you say, I, I have a goal for marriage, all of a sudden, David enters into the situation. He's gonna teach you how to worship. It'll transform your marriage. But, but have we ever taken the time, all we do is say, I want more connection with my husband. I wrote it down. Even if we ever do write it down, usually we're like, ah, you know, but if you write it down, you say, there's a goal. You don't put a timeline. You don't put a, you don't put a, 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 a you, you don't do anything with it. You're not asking for strategy. And then you get mad because you, nothing changed in your marriage. What did you think you were going to do? Go get in your secret closet, sit there and pray. Yes. And, right, so tonight's the prayer night. Tonight's the, I want my marriage transformed. That's when you get in your secret. But then all of a sudden he's gonna say, okay, now I want you to submit that strategy that you thought you heard in the secret clock. See, right, because how many times God told me, well, we'll see about that. Until you line it up and there are two or more that have agreed with you, you don't know if that word came from heaven. If you're the only one giving a prophetic voice and you're the only one that's saying that and you don't have a confirmation in your life from someone else that was not a prophetic word, it was a demonic word. If you get a prophetic word and you hold on to that word until the second prophetic word comes to you outside of this, I can't be like, go give, go give Tyler this word. I can't tell, I can't give him a word it's and then tell him. It has to be completely independent. When that happens, you know that Yahweh is behind it. Until it does, don't claim it. So there's an aspect to, I want my marriage transformed, and then you pray about that strategy, but then at some point there's another aspect to that strategy. And he's giving us that strategy because you can't just be like, well, I wrote it down and I thought my marriage was going to be transformed and then be irritated in a year from now if you didn't do anything with that strategy. You weren't intentional. You didn't try. You didn't ask. You didn't change. You didn't, you just, and so, and this is why we're not um, seeing the healings. This is why we're not seeing the transformation because religion, excuse me, will say, just pray about it. And that's it. And yet, even sometimes when we pray, if your head and heart isn't aligned, there's deception because you're a house that's divided and it doesn't stand. And so there's an aspect to this of what Missy's talking about with the tumors and healing, that there's going to be such a thing that we're gonna learn through these exercises where it's gonna become second nature when you're gonna be able to see a desire of your heart, like I want diabetes gone in this person. You're gonna see that desire and you're gonna immediately go through this month practice and you're gonna be able to do what we did all month long. You're gonna be able to see the diabetes. You're gonna know what your head's saying about it. You're gonna be able to know what your heart's saying about it. You're gonna be able to recognize that you're disconnected. You're gonna welcome the disconnection. You're gonna be able to release the disconnection. You're gonna submit yourself to heaven. Heaven's gonna say what you're supposed to be aligned with. Then you're going to laterally execute and manifest and you will see that change. But we don't learn that. We just say, pray it, and then, well, they didn't get healed. They must not have had faith. Right? So, we're, so we are learning a strategy that, if I'm to be honest, there are other cultures or other groups of people that this is normal. 
and it has been robbed from the community because it has been said that it's theirs. Yahweh has always had, this is his, it just got stolen from him. When, I, when, when I'm talking about is when we're talking about frequency, or if I can be as bold as to say crystals. I don't know how many times I've been seeing like, be careful of whatever. What is, what? Well, yes, you know, just, you know, be careful about what you're letting in and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I'm reading the word. It was such young faith of if I don't say it, the rocks are going to cry out. So I'm pretty sure rocks have something to say. But now all of a sudden, if I am looking at a rock, I'm new age. Because I know that there are things that happened even in the Old Testament, some of those stories, to me, they knew something we don't know or we're not activating, right? I mean, so if, so if um, what's the story about the, we were talking about the sea that had blood in it, it was red, and then the staff went in it. So like if we want to change, like let's say there's a, there's a, a real world problem, right? We, we read that as like a Bible story, but we have water on our earth that is um, poisonous, okay? Are you supposed to go get a staff and like do it again? Yes, if he says so, but there's something behind that. It wasn't just a prophetic act of like, go and get the staff and do it. There's something that they were activating that was able to transform the things that were around them. It's, it's why uh, there's no, uh, at least from what I've studied, there's no pattern for Yeshua's healings on purpose. Because it's not about what you do, but it's about what you carry. Why was he able to spit one time and not even go near someone the next time, but then he had to touch them another time? It's totally, this is what happens when we start falling into the trap of it has to be done this way. And then if it's ever done a different way, we judge it. Can you imagine you start healing people by spitting in their eyes? I mean, I, but, but that it was about what he carried. It wasn't about a method. And so what we want to activate is we want to activate what is that method? What does it mean for real when you walk and say, I only do what I see my father doing? What does that, what does that mean in a scientific world? It's not necessary. There is one dimension where first, first time obedience, being in the word, knowing who he is, you see what he's doing, I'm going to try to execute it. But there's another dimension where <laughs> there's another dimension where scientifically they, they will, everything is paired. I don't have the right science terms, but scientific, it's science that everything is paired. There's the law of attraction. They can try to separate uh, an atom and uh, it will, and it, the, they can separate it and it will come back and find its pair because everything has a mirror. Everything has a reflection. Everything is um, 
relatable by, by a third entity. There, so, okay. If science is saying that there's always a mirror, and, it's, and, it's talk, and if you want to look it up, talking about entanglement, then there's an aspect where we can be completely entangled with heaven and being a complete pair or mirror to what is going on in heaven. So when Yeshua says that on earth as it is in heaven, was that just for you to sit in a pew and say, on earth as it is in heaven, or were you supposed to manifest an entanglement of the things that you're pairing, you are the heaven and you're pairing what heaven is doing and you're manifesting it laterally. So there is... There's just some things that we have access to. It's, I've talked about it before. This table in this dimension is solid, right? In another dimension, it is not, right? Because if this is made up of atoms, I don't know the percentage, but it's like 99% atoms are made of space. There is more space than there is solid and it's moving i am not a science teacher and you guys are staring at me with blank faces we all went to high school it's true okay this is moving not to mention in another dimension, it's moving because when you compare it to the sun, this will never be in the same space again in a year from now. Does, does that make sense? In this dimension, it's the table, right? And this is Christians. The table on the there, and it's just that it's black and white. It's a Greek mindset. That's it. There's nothing else. But in another dimension, this is, uh, I don't want to say liquid because that's, wrong. But in, in another dimension, it's space. In another dimension, it is moving. In another dimension, it will never be in the same spot ever again right now. You right now are in a different spot than you were because we're moving. Not like this, like our, we're moving And then we're like, how do we raise people from the dead? Wait, you're stuck on an earth and there's gravity. I mean, there's just, there's, there's, he has created everything. And he's also said, what, be fruitful and multiply. Take dominion. Not just, not just take dominion over your house. Take dominion over the earth. And he gave us these things to activate. So all of that to say, hopefully that put us on the map and not off the map. Or maybe, it, maybe I should have taken you off the map. <laughs> but what we're doing is, okay, so just a little bit of a recap. So last week, if you were not here, listen, uh, what we did was you all, did you guys bring your stars? Okay, what we did was we wrote down our top six banners over our life. What are the six things that we really are passionate about? And we wrote those out on paper, and we were supposed to write at least one goal, because I'm thinking if you don't have a goal, then it's probably not a passion. <laughs> so at least one goal for each one of those, and the activity was, was to spend some time and figure out what your mind says about that passion, and what does your heart say about that passion, and identify the disconnect. Because if your heart and mind are not aligned, you will not reach that goal. 
I'm going to say that again. If you're one of the aspects on your star is I care, I am passionate about health and you have a goal in the night season, you're, you're obtaining goals at night, you're resting, we're not working, we're resting and figuring out the strategy for the day season for health. That goal will not manifest if your head and heart do not say the same thing. So right now we're in the process of identifying what is disconnected. So here's, here's gonna be homework, we're not gonna spend time doing it tonight, but here's what, here's what you're gonna do. The six spokes of the star, you're actually gonna create six stars. So the first star, you could just, if you wanted to name the center of it, you would put self. You could put vessel, you could put your name. It's, it's your insides, right? It's your desire on this earth, okay? That's your, that's your overall star. If one of the things that you're passionate about in your star, let's say is career, then you're gonna have another whole star with career in the center of it and you're gonna have your one goal up there, but you're gonna come up with five more goals. And, and, and it, doesn't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily have to be like a specific goal. Here's what I mean by like health. Maybe, the, maybe your first goal is lose weight, but then all of a sudden you're like, I want lower cholesterol. I want my eyesight healed. I want anything about health that you desire. Does that make sense? So it doesn't have to be necessarily like a specific goal. It can just be the desire of your heart under the category of health. So whatever your six categories are, you're gonna make six stars with that category in each one. And you're, basically what you're doing is you're expanding your goals, okay? Now remember, as you're doing this, you're gonna have to do what you did last week where you're gonna have to identify on each one of those goals are my head and heart aligned. But you're gonna get quick at it. It's not gonna, it doesn't have to take, like once you start doing, you'll start to recognize right away something isn't um, aligned. You'll be able to like, you'll be able to feel that because, a lot, and, and we said this last time, but just to preface, a lot of times we think our mind is what lies and our heart tells the truth. But remember who could know a man, our heart could be deceived and our brain could have a lot of knowledge. So it's not that you're dismissing one and releasing the other, you are strategizing. My brain is gifted. My brain has knowledge. My brain was created for strategy. My heart was created for emotion. My heart, this isn't about one's wrong and one's right. This is about how do we come together? So if you're in a marriage and I'm the brain and he's the heart, it's not about, well, I'm right. This is the strategy. And I dismiss the heart. And it's not about the heart being like, this is what we need to do and ignore that we just don't have any strategy to get there. It's about bringing the, the amazingness of my brain, my thoughts, and bringing the amazingness of my heart come together and how do they work together so I can be a fully functioning vessel. I wanna make sure that that's clear because I don't want us to fall trapped that one's wrong and one's right. We are to be led by our heart in the sense that, that, is, that we, it is okay to be led by vision and emotion, but that does not mean that the brain is cut out of the scenario, especially if the heart is deceived. Heart can be cold, the heart can be shut off, the heart can have no vision, the heart could be, I, there's just so much that can go on there. What we're trying to get at is that I want my vessel to be fully functioning, okay? And that's honoring every part of our body. 
okay? Uh, I've said this before, I'll just say it again. When I say honoring every part of our body, we have, we have learned, science has learned that in our stomach, there are brain cells. That's why you might get a gut feeling. There's an honor to every aspect of being in tune with our body and making sure that it's fully functional. So that's what I mean. That's what I mean by that. Okay. Did I explain kind of where we were? So, yeah, so, so, the, so the homework is, is the six stars. What we're going to talk about tonight is taking those things and submitting it under heaven. That's, that's the focus of tonight. But I wanted to make sure that we understood that you can expand and map your desires as extensive and as intricate as you want. The more intricate, the more in tune you are, the more you're going to see fruit in the next season. Yeah, so that's, that's a really good summary of like the first layer of head and heart alignment, which is all internal. Mm-hmm. Right? It's all internal to you as an individual. And when you take that and you submit it to heaven or you submit it to the kingdom, um, I want us to think about this scripture. Matthew eleven fifteen talks about having ears to hear. And when you look at that scripture, basically there's, there's three things involved in hearing. One, you have to be paying attention. You have to hear. Right, you have to be paying attention to what's being spoken because heaven is, heaven and Yahweh are constantly speaking on your behalf. Yahweh's constantly has something to say about your situation, right? Your state of being, the kingdom constantly has something to say about that, all the time, mm-hmm. right? And we have to be aware to hear that, and it's not just enough to hear it. We have to pay attention. And we have to seek understanding. So when you take what's going on with you internally and you submit it to heaven, when you think about name it and claim it, this is another difference I can think of. If you're just naming and claiming, but you're not listening and paying attention and seeking understanding about what's being spoken by the Father, you could be naming something he never said. Mm-hmm. You could be, there's nothing worse than finishing a race or completing something that you weren't supposed to be doing. Right? How, how dumb do you feel? Like I've done projects before where I've finished them <laughs> and I've finished them completely the wrong way. Right? And I'm like, oh yeah, it's done. And then you take a step back and you look at it and you're like, holy crap, I did that the, the totally the wrong way and I have to take it all down right? You got to tear it down. So there may be things when you do all this, right? You're examining yourself. You're being aware of yourself, which is good because part of being aware of yourself is recognizing that when you submit those things to heaven, you may realize I'm, I'm completely in the wrong place here, right? These desires that I have may not saying they're wrong, but they may be misplaced, your efforts may be misplaced, your desires may be misplaced, and maybe it's just timing, right? Because Yahweh could be saying something over your life and you have to, if, if you get a prophetic word, you have to hear it, you have to pay attention, you have to seek understanding about it, right? In order to get strategy. So you have to be aware of yourself, you have to examine yourself, which is why we're doing this 
this process, which is just one way to go about it, right? So you can visualize your head and heart connection, the things that are important to you. You can submit that to heaven to make sure you're in alignment with what's being said, making sure you're paying attention to it, seeking understanding about it. And then once you go through that process, then you'll have divine strategy. Now, this is going to be, this is like one of the most simplest things. Everybody knows that scripture, let them have ears to hear, right? And I think this is going to be absolutely critical. We're talking about rest in a night season for strategizing for the next day season. The way things are going in our world right now, we, you better have some strategy, as individuals, as, as families, as heads of houses, as husbands and wives, sons and daughters, you better have some strategy, right? Because how are you going to know when the, when the trials come, right? The real trials, how are you going to know what to do if you haven't pressed in and you haven't, you haven't been aware of yourself, you haven't understood what your convictions are and the, what the banners are over your life, and you haven't submitted that to heaven to pay attention to what's being said by the Father to what you're supposed to understand about it. What are you going to stand on if you haven't gone through that process? Right? He may say, you're supposed to do this, Linda. You're supposed to be wealthy. Well, why? For what? Right? Maybe you take the first step and you step out on that and you achieve that wealth, but you didn't seek understanding as to why. Right? I mean, all this, all this intersects with convictions and, and the testing and the trials that are going to come. You have to... We could, we could hear... We could be doing two things that look totally the opposite, but it's the same. It's Yahweh's after the same thing. He, she just has an understanding by pressing in that I'm supposed to go about it this way, and I have an understanding I'm supposed to go about it this way, and somebody on the outside could look and say, well, you guys are totally opposed. Right? I mean, and if we don't understand that, we might be at odds with each other when we're after the same thing. So... This process is going to be absolutely critical, and it's not a coincidence that we're going through this. This isn't like, um, you know, like I said last week, we didn't Google like, you know, what is the church at large doing in this season? And oh, they're talking about planning how to how to how to achieve your obje- your goals in life. This is way bigger than your individual goals because what he wants you to achieve, what he wants you to go through this process for is so you can understand something about yourself for the purpose of how he's positioning you for him, for his glory, right? If he tells you you're going to steward millions of dollars, it isn't just so you can lavish yourself in wealth, right? Not that that's bad, right? But if that's all you do, then you're probably missing the point, right? So I want us to understand, like last week we talked about, we're seated in a heavenly place, and as you put your pen to the paper, things are going to start to accelerate, right? Your self-awareness is going to accelerate. Now we're adding a layer to the, to the puzzle of now you're going to submit and align those things with heaven. And you're going to hear what heaven's saying, Katie. Katie, heaven's saying something about those things to you constantly, Right? We have to be aware of that. We have to pay attention. What is he saying? Write it down. Write it down. And then take it a step further and seek understanding about what's being said. 
right? And then you'll get to the place where divine strategy will just drop in your lap. That's the only, that's the only next logical thing that could take place. So you can see how we, we go through life and we go through processes. And if we're not aware of even ourself and our head and heart connection, if we're not aware of that, how misplaced can we be? Mm-hmm. Right? But in this house, we're a family that we're aware of ourselves. We have ears to hear. We pay attention. We seek understanding because we know what's at stake. Amen. So that's kind of the second layer that we're adding is, like she said, is we're aligning with heaven. We're submitting our being, our, our head and heart connection to heaven to make sure that what our head and our heart are focused on is not misplaced. Right? I, I'll be the first one to say there's things that I've desired and it's been, been totally misplaced because I didn't understand the timing. Right? Which is why Yahweh, he's speaking on my behalf saying those things that you desired in the last day season, don't worry about it. Let it, let it be. Because what's ultimately going to happen is I'm taking time to rest. I'm taking time to strategize. That wasn't in vain. It's all going to be for my good and it's going to accelerate me in the next day season because I'm being obedient to the timing. Mm-hmm. So, it, I mean, it's, it's a simple process, but it's profound when you understand what Yahweh is, is telling us. And ultimately, this is, this is a result of us hearing what he's saying, paying attention and seeking understanding about why is he telling us to do this? Uh, before we move on, I know last week it was awesome because people, you guys, I wanted to make sure that you guys are free to like raise your hand and say something because as we're doing this, we want to be able to strategize. So if you have any questions or anything like that, that you're, you know, feel free to, is there any right now? Go ahead. Hmm. So the question was, was when you get the strategy, can you start now or do you have to wait? I would say you would start now because it's all by the spirit. It's more of where is it coming from? Did you start something because you're working and you haven't taken that time? But if you have and that strategy comes, no, you wouldn't wait because you're not literally sleeping for six months. <laughs> so, uh, so yes, you would just start on that strategy. I think, I think at the end of the day, it's making sure that you take time every year to stop, pause, look at yourself, the things that you're passionate about, make sure your goals are growing, make sure you're doing that, and then, and then going through the process of submitting that, uh, that goal to heaven Heaven's going to begin to give your strategy. Then the next step when we get to intercession night is we're going to take that strategy and then we're going to submit it to someone. And then that is, go- once that process has been done, then, then you, I would say you're, you, you have full accountability. You've gone through a process. You are ready to rock and roll. That strategy is going to work way more for you than if you just started doing something because you said, I thought I heard this. And, you know, I mean, when he says... To take time to rest and try, I cannot even imagine if, I, I mean, there is construction to plumbing to medical, but let's just talk church. Could you imagine if the church just stopped? Because, which is insane to think about because the whole, everything after 
the after day seven in Genesis <laughs> was to be in rest. He never finished that day. So, and we don't understand that. We don't understand the night season. Number one, we've been taught to be afraid of darkness, not embrace darkness and mystery. We don't know how to dream. We don't know how to have desire. We don't know how to strategize for that desire. In fact, you're told, neglect yourself. You are not to have desires. And it, what? If heaven is in me, then you're basically saying neglect heaven. I'm sorry, but heaven wants to manifest a lot. And now you're going to tell me that it's, you know, whatever. That all the lies that have come to basically stop the gospel. And one of the most foundational things is rest. And we don't necessarily even understand that season. So, amen? Good question. So I would think that if the strategy comes, then it would just be going through that process. Once that process has been done, then you're pretty, you're, it's like the green light because you're fully submitted. This is what we have called guardianship under submission looks like. You are the owner of your goal, your desire. You are the owner, but don't run off as the sole owner. Be under submission and in a Greek mindset, it's one or the other. I want to be a full owner or I'm so submitted, I have no identity. And he wants you to be in full authority under him. That is the definition of being meek. We don't even know what meek is. We've been taught what meek is and lowly. Meek is you have all of the power to move this matter because you understand entanglement, you understand the tools that have been given to you, you have so much power within you. Science even says you have power, is what I'm trying to get at. I'm not saying it religiously. Science says that you have all the power and heaven says you have all the power. You have all the power, but it better be under submission or the power is going to be used in, in not for him. Does that, make, does that make sense? So this is the process of us learning how to take the things that are in us and really be the owner of that goal, owner of the fruit, owner of the dominion, but be completely under submission to heaven and to each other. Because it is both. It is very easy to be like, Yahweh told me, and I'm just running off as a guardian really not submitted because heaven, I, I know, like I said, for the purpose of the pegs that I'm seeing the three way, right? I'm saying heaven's here. But at the end of the day, heaven is here. I don't know how many times we've counseled marriages and the spouse is saying something and, and, and well, God didn't tell me that. Yes, he did. Because your wife just said it. Because we have this like, that is all flesh, or I have to deny myself, and we're not accessing the heaven that is within each other and what that, but this is why it's so important as a family to go through the process, because I'm not saying that every single thing the wife says is from heaven. No, that is not what I'm saying. But if you've gone through that process and that wife is under submission, counsel, wisdom, heaven, goals, gone through that process, then she's speaking some things. But if she's flippantly like, I'm, 
this is what I heard and this is how I heard it and nobody, I didn't check myself and I didn't, does it, then, you're out, then you're out of order. So this is the process of how to manifest heaven in an, being decent and in order, not just flippantly. Amen? Did you want to give them some time to do some of that or did you have more? Okay, so if you have your six, so for those of you that weren't here last week, basically all, all we did was we, we um, identified our top six, I don't know, well, not goals, but like the things that you stand for, the top six. Destiny banners, yeah. The things that you're, that you're, your goals, that you're, what you're passionate about, who you are, what it, what is, what's important to you. Those six things, you're basically going to be dividing up. So maybe tonight, just to practice, do pick one. Maybe pick your top one, and you're going to create another star with that in the center. And you already have your one goal from last week. Come up with more goals, or a goal could be a desire. What is the desire? for that banner in your life. And be thinking in, uh, uh, well, I guess that I shouldn't, I shouldn't, never mind, never mind. Never mind. Does that make sense? Once you have that, we'll do that for 10 minutes. Once you have those top six goals, and remember, and if you have time and you've identified the six goals, start the process of what does my brain say, what does my heart say? Start the process of understanding where you're disconnected. Not one's right, one's wrong, but really coming together inside, making sure that what's inside of you is the fullness that he has, if that makes sense. So we'll do that for about 10 minutes. Yeah, so 8 o'clock. still have about two minutes in the sense of writing out goals, but I can see that some of you have transitioned into this. Um, Once those goals are, let me say desires. Once the desires of your heart for that arena are written down and you've been able to identify that your whole being is in that desire, meaning that your heart and your head are aligned, you are, you're honoring both aspects of, of, of yourself when you think about that. Um, um, I'm trying to think of an example, but once that has happened and you're, you are in alignment, doesn't mean it has to be perfect. A lot of times we'll think we're in alignment and then you submit to heaven and then you're like, oh, so, so there, this is, we're, we, we are Hebrews. So it's not like, okay, like Gabe already came up here and he's like, so did I do everything wrong last week? Because I thought, and I'm like, okay, calm down. <laughs> we are Hebrews and you can have as many stars as you want and you can put them all on PowerPoint and none of them will be wrong. <laughs> he has his whole star on PowerPoint. It's really cool. So just to just to know that this is uh, this is an ongoing process that eventually you won't even necessarily need that because you're just going to be able to you know you're just going to be able to do this, um, but we want to just spend some time now. Now what you're going to do is you're going to take that 
and you're going to spend some time being, so last week and what you were just doing was being self-aware. That's a good thing, right? When you are awake and aware and engaged, it is so necessary. If, practically speaking, if you are not self-aware, you are not going to manifest the kingdom because nobody is going to want to talk to you. I mean, that's just, that's just, if you are not able to be self-reflective or self-aware of yourself, then you are not going to be able to be heaven aware. Like, let's just start with, like, can we just be self-aware? Once you're self-aware, and again, chicken or the egg, right? I'm not saying you first, then heaven, whatever this process looks like. I'm just saying that they're all intertwined. What you're going to do now is you're going to submit this. You're going to go to heaven with this. We've done heaven awareness now for a year, couple, couple years. What we have done, we have done all different types of heaven awareness. We have walked through scenes together as a corporate body. We have smelled things. We have just laid still. We have, there are so many ways to access the kingdom. You can watch a movie and drop on your knees crying because all you see is kingdom, okay? That it's not all, it's not one way. But for the next few minutes, take some time and just go to heaven with that, with those desires and begin to see what heaven says about it and write down what you see. You might get a color. You may have no idea what that means. What does blue have to do with health? You don't know, but you see blue, guess what? In a month from now, you're gonna have a dream in the night season, he's gonna give you access to some mystery about what blue is gonna do. You might be painting your room blue because it, because blue has a frequency, and what if it's the frequency of health and you're gonna start Googling things and researching, you're gonna be like, whoa, I just wrote down blue and I thought that was weird. But it is so necessary. Okay, so you might get a color, write it down. You wanna, and maybe even if you have colored pencils, Write down what heaven says on your, on your paper separate from the color you were using so you can really start to begin to see. Like I said, um, ask him, is there a specialist in the Bible that I can follow? What book in the Bible should I read about this? Who knows more about this than me in heaven? Let me be introduced to that. <laughs> there might be a smell there could be a scripture. Scriptures are great. If you can't find a scripture for your goal, it might not be a good goal. <laughs> I mean, all of a sudden you're going to be like, wow, I was really disconnected, right? I mean, this is, just, this is just a submission process of allowing heaven to correct you, guide you, mold you, add to, take away from, rearrange Maybe your goals are too little. Maybe he's saying you're too, maybe your, your brain was too involved when you wrote this down. I need you to expand your time frame. We can get a lot more done by next October than what your brain thought. Add this. Does that make, really just ask heaven. Take it to heaven and go there. And what is heaven saying about this? Now remember, you have six, at least six stars to do this with. This is just a precursor. One of the things that I want to just remind us, I understand like the atmosphere seems 
somber and the music is but remember when you go to heaven <laughs> remember last week when we had the example about the lingerie and how much fun we were having if you weren't here you've got to tune in because he totally exposed us it was awesome <laughs> but but part of this strategy when he starts to show us consistency you begin to not become one dimensional people you're you're this everything that you just submitted you're going to have you're, you're going to hear things about it but then it's going to start to infiltrate all areas of your life because we don't compartmentalize well this is only what heaven says about this and so there's an aspect of just it infiltrating and it make your strategies that will come are going to not be null and void for something else. Most likely, they're going to be for anything and everything, hence the example from, from last week. So being in heaven is fun when you're corrected, is what I'm trying to say. When heaven says something, and you know, when he gave that example, I was like, touche. Okay, we'll be, you know, because there's that, there's that strategy that comes about, you know, being... Uh, being consistent. So I want on the map of where we are, I want to make sure that we understand that we're under the umbrella or the pillar that we are in language. All of this strategy is all tied in our language pillar because we don't want to be a people. Uh, Missy, what were the words over the cancer? It is done. It is finished. You are healed. It would be very easy to say it is done, it is finished, you are healed, and we see no power. How did that power come? There was faith, there was believing in, there was meditating, it was seeing the end of a thing, inserting yourself at the end. There are so much strategy. I am healed is not just, I am healed, I am healed, I'm healed. Well, my head's, no, you're not, no, you're not, no, you're not. It is I, my, the fullness of that healing. I step into the end of this thing and I operate from that place. And if I can't get there, I begin to submit under heaven. Hold my hand. Who is the one to take me to the end of that place? And then when you have heard what heaven has said, submit that with someone else so that two or three are gathered, you can all come in agreement and you will see that manifest. So a couple of, or maybe not necessarily a couple, but one testimony, well, we did have two this week. I, uh, practical example, I two weeks ago started to struggle with what you would consider, I guess, a head cold. I couldn't feel it unless I put my head down, but it felt like I had gone swimming and something got in my nose and I could just feel something was there. And I kept saying, that's not my bloodline. I'm, that's, I'm, I'm, I don't get sick. And it kind of like would leave, but then it like lingered and then I'd be good the next day, but then I'd feel it come back and I'd say it again. And it just kind of was threatening me for about a week. And then all of a sudden, I remembered what I've been learning. And instead of just dismissing it, putting my head in the sand that's not in my bloodline, I was like, I welcome the fact that I don't feel good. I do not feel good. 
Is this making sense? I welcome the reality. I am aware that something is happening in me. Now I submit that awareness under heaven. What does heaven say about this? Because you cannot see yourself at the end of a thing if you're not aware of where you are at the beginning of a thing. So if you're just saying, I dismiss this, then how can you meditate on healing if you don't ever need to be healed because you're not aware that you're sick? This does not mean that I stay victim. This is what we mean by we love you. We don't want you to stay where you are, but I meet you in your mess. This is the activation of that. It's acknowledging the mess. That's why we're not afraid of it. But then we don't stay there. But it could be very easy to be like, nope. It's not, nope, I'm not, and I was. I was like ignoring it for a week and it just was threatening. The moment I just said, you know what? I, I don't feel good. And I'm aware of it. I submitted that, no joke. Eight hours later, I woke up 100%, no threat, completely healed, full of energy, taking on the world, uh, completely done. And it just took being aware of where I was, but then activating and meditating where I was going to be. And it was, it was, it was less than eight weeks. Same thing happened then to him. All of a sudden, he's, uh, he gets out of the shower and he goes, I feel achy in my shoulders. And I was like, we know how to do this. Like, instead of like, no, you cannot get sick. You not now. <laughs> right? No, nobody else does that. <laughs> it was like, it was this immediate, uh, well, we're just gonna, we're just gonna acknowledge it and we're gonna embrace that this has come and, and then we're gonna deal with it. And one night sleeping, it was completely gone. So there's an aspect to some things that we have not embraced, and that's what this process is, is being self-aware, submitting it to heaven, and then, like I said, when we get to intercession night, we will take the same thing and submit it to someone else for that accountability, for tweaking, letting them, because then they go through the process, right? They're a vessel. So then they ask heaven. They get heaven's strategy. Hey, this is, you got blue. I also got this color, or whatever it might be, or this is the strategy, and you, you begin to synergize with someone, and that's what an accountability partner technically would be, not just you know a check-in once a week, hey, how are you doing? It's really seeking the Father, seeking heaven on your behalf, knowing those desires, knowing those goals, being uh, committed that if he submits something to me that I am saying, I will actively engage heaven on your behalf, and I will seek it out to help you with that strategy and walk with you in this. So be thinking towards that in the next couple of weeks. I really would like it if you're married that you're not doing it with one another because I'm assuming that that's already happening, right? Because last week we talked about typically within a marriage in certain arenas, you have a head and heart connection and you're trying to identify how to manifest those desires within your uh, marriage. So during intercession night, you're gonna be actually doing it with someone outside of your family. You really want someone outside because um, that's where that prophetic word comes into play. Does that make sense? Okay. Didn't do that right in front of me. <laughs> well, I just, I have language in front of me because I just want us to remember that we're in that pillar of language. The whole purpose of all this is for us to know how to speak and what we're saying and what we're framing 
and what is going to happen when we begin to create and why and we talked a little bit about this last week but why is it that what we say creates and then what happens is is by the law of attraction whatever you say you ultimately frame the world that you've said so if 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 um in, an example would be uh if i'm constantly complaining about my marriage then essentially I'm, I'm gonna, there's going to be things in my life for me to complain about because I just have asked that to come in. Um, we are going to be so fine-tuned, going through this, pro- the purpose of this process is for us to be so fine-tuned that we are so aware of our power that what we say will be created, that we will begin to recognize that the things that we complain against are actually the things that I have created in my life because I'm the one that said it. For example, um, this city, uh, different example. It would be like, it would be like if somebody's if somebody says, nobody likes me, nobody wants to be around me, right? You're creating, you're Guess perpetuating what? that. Because molecules attract whatever you say is the frame, that is what, it, it's going to find its match. So if you say, nobody likes me, you will not be liked because that is what you have framed. So this is not the same thing as everybody likes me and you're just saying it because it doesn't really matter what you're saying because if your frequency is nobody likes me, that is what will manifest in your life. So what we're doing through this process is learning how to speak, but that what we speak is true, not just what we say, not I am healed because we said I'm healed, but I am healed and really understanding the fullness of that healing because we are so aware of our power that we actually frame our world. It's the, it's the, it, 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 it's the same thing when we talk about like if you are creating a case, that case is real. That case will become real because you've manifested that you've manifested that. But the opposite side would say, okay, then stop framing that and just flippantly say the opposite, but you have not done the work to be aligned with the opposite. So if you say, this town is amazing, and you're in your heart like mm-hmm, 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 or whatever, then you're still, that's still gonna find, it's so, much, it's so much more and so much beyond. But we want our language to be true and we want it to be completely aligned so that we are framing the very things that heaven frames, that heaven frames. The, the reality is, is that we've been given dominion over the earth. So can I say it as boldly as, if you don't like the way earth is going, it's because you haven't done anything about it. So, why we'd step back, <laughs> but this goes, that this was like go- an offended sigh, like, <gasps> <laughs> and this goes for any, this goes for anything that we could talk about. If you're, if you are upset or you're complaining about something, what is it that you have been given authority over to be able to transform that versus just stand, but that's been the whole fly away theory. It ain't mine. It's all just going away anyway, so just versus that's mine and what have I been given authority over? It's, it's, it's allowing, that's just 
that's just gone and allowing someone else to parent. It would be the same thing as, well, the church did not take dominion, so the government took over. And then we're mad at the government not recognizing, well, you're the one that let it go. And so there's an aspect of being able to understand what we have authority over and what we frame comes out a lot of our language, but your language comes out of your mindset, and then your mindset out of that heart flows the issues. And so that is where we are getting to those deep levels of being completely aligned so that our language is true and powerful and immediate in manifestations. A lot of times, just a thought to throw in there, Gosh. when somebody's negative, right? Like, because we've probably all run across somebody who's who's kind of like poor me, right? The whole they got the whole victimhood thing going. Nobody likes me. Nobody, right? Their heart and their mind are aligned. Yep. Their yes. heart and their mind is in alignment. They believe it. So there's they feel it. power in what they're saying because absolutely. they're absolutely creating that. It's easier for us to be heart and mind connected in a negative sense. Right? It's challenging to have your heart and your mind connected in proper authority oh, yeah. in a Negative positive way. Oh, yeah, negative is way easy. That's why the, that, yeah, that's like the easiest thing to be like connected on. That's why when somebody's like, man, people just don't like me. And you're kind of like, what? what are you, you're kind of making it that way, you know? I don't, nobody wants to hang out with somebody like that, so. Aww. <laughs> But this is deep stuff, guys. Can you feel the shift? We've talked about victimhood before. We're on the floor of honor, and we're honoring what he honors. And so now he's saying, don't just teach about stepping out of uh, victimization, but he's, he's training us on how to actually transform it and manifest it so that victimhood is not in you and in your sphere of influence. Because if you, if you, let me say this way, if you have a lot of victims in your life, you might have a savior mentality. So you, so you be aware of even your surroundings of what is it that you, I want to be around like, does it, like, I want to attract like, not like-minded in the sense of thinking the same, but being around those that challenge one another versus being one-dimensional. So you take a fives. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I know we've been studying Hebrew and language. I missed last, sat, last Friday, but was it intentional, like the star as a part of like the night season? Oh, no. Okay. That's Israel. Cool. I was, I was telling Gabe he has to check out this thing called Prezi. It's going to take his, his uh, PowerPoint like to a whole nother dimension. If you've never seen it, it's like the coolest thing. It came out like, I don't know, like 10 years ago maybe. And it was like my students, I never learned really how to do it, but my students would make them and you'd like, they'd click and this whole thing would like move. And then the galaxy would move to this different space. And it was like a presentation, but it was more than just one dimensional. The next slide, the next slide. <laughs> no, no, his, his, his presentations are pretty cool. Um, anyways, so this whole night season I, sh I shared um, 
in the, the newsletter about my previous fears of night season and what they've produced in me. And I, I shared something just even as a child of um, dreams. They were scary to me. And so what I think is really cool is the opportunity. And, um, you know, I saw as we were drawing, like, physically stars, I was envisioning this the night sky and how especially like here like when we went camping we had the opportunity like uh dan was pointing out all of the stars up in the sky and he had his really cool laser and we were like able to actually see things and i remember and many of you were there with me where we actually saw like literally stars going across the sky and they were just so vibrant and it was just really it was dynamic it wasn't just a one-dimensional thing. They were literally moving. And so for me, as I'm, you know, making these stars or these frames, that it w it's hard for me, like mom said, to envision just this one star over here. Like initially, I drew like my star. And then you said on each star, there's like another star. And what I saw was just the emerging of like the galaxy seriously like I envisioned like the picture that my stars make but I couldn't just have one strategy I don't know if they were supposed to be strategies but in my head they were strategies and like I had one strategy that I think applies to every single one of my things like it wasn't just a strategy for the one area it's a strategy for all of the areas. So there's this connection of, of it all being connected. And the Hebrew language is all about pictures. It's, it's dynamic. It's a word, but the word is so much more than like word. It's like this living, breathing picture. So I'm excited I'm trying to form my words together, but I am just really excited as we're moving into this season because the things that we have in our hearts individually yeah. play a role together. Yep. It's not just mine or even the Garcia's. It's all together. There is purpose even in some of my goals that that play into everyone and involve all of us to make things happen yeah. or to benefit from things happening and so i'm just really excited as we move in that that's where we're at like next friday is going to be the most exciting annual meeting you will have ever had the opportunity to experience <laughs> with a presentation that gave put together she's gonna do it and I'm gonna be presenting but it's gonna be and the board has like activated and worked throughout an entire year of making some really uh, dynamic things happen <laughs> and it's really exciting it's really exciting to be in this stage that we are in where we have done work and it's time to rest and it's time to dream and it's time to find those strategies in, in a matter of an instant yep. yes. and be able to act on them. Yes. Like I remember my mother-in-law, She had, there was a, a, a verse that we would um, use frequently in our lives, Isaiah 30, 15, in repentance and re 
and rest will be your salvation and then in quietness and trust will be your strength. And it was like there are things in our lives that are just slightly off, like now it's good, right? There's strategies in our lives that we have practically, but like, okay, now it's good. Like now we can actually activate in it. And so I'm really excited for that. I hope you're excited too, because this dream season is so powerful. And the moment of rest can happen in an instant because when we're in right standing, that's when the things start to move. I'm like, I'm like, I had the same question, Ellen. I was like, so we got to wait six months for this thing that we're like, about to activate like do we need to just like sit on our hands and it's like no but we have to strategize and when it's the right time we won't even have to work it because we'll just be present moving we're not like having to carry it all we're carrying the yoke with him so we have the like amazing exciting privilege of being able to have a first fruit into this dream in this night season. Like I feel like almost what we're doing tonight as we're, I don't know, like I was told the treasure boxes are staying in here, in the middle. So we're literally like throwing stuff. You can throw your phone if you have to. Um, But we're literally throwing our first fruit and our treasure. And what I envision because of how I interpreted the night sky And literally these stars that we are like activating, that we're literally like buying a star. You know, like you can buy a star and name it. Like I have these stars that I've named Mm -hmm. in my life and I'm literally buying a star tonight and it's mine. And the way that I practically get there, I don't know, we're still working on it. We got to have, we're going to have time together next week or two weeks from now to do that. But we're literally buying up stars. Mm -hmm. So you've got to have those stars. Do you have the stars? Do you have your stars? Like in your, on your paper? Matilda's like, yes, I've got it right here. (laughs) Right? So... We're going to do two things, and you guys got to trust, like, whatever it works, however you need to do. If you need to send two texts or if you need to write two checks, but we're doing two things. We're trading, and we're buying up some stars, okay? In this night season that used to terrify me, like the aliens that would take over, the things that were foreign in my life would take over, Mm -hmm. became like my friends. Mm -hmm. Like, they became beings. Yes. (laughs) That I literally activated in my life and did really cool things in my dreams. Mm -hmm. So, we're buying up stars tonight. You guys ready? Okay. So, if it's a check you're throwing or cash, I give you permission now to activate the text to give or however you are trading and buying up stars tonight. So Yahweh, I just thank you that you have stars, you've given them strategically in our lives for this appointed moment right now. And I just thank you that they are all connected and we have stars that span the entire universe, but they're connected and they're connected to you and they're connected to one another. And we are going to be able to take over the things in our earth because heaven is overtaking them. 
things like the school district or things like property or vision or whatever the case might be. We are buying those things up tonight and we are engaging them and we are recognizing that they have a name, they have a purpose, they have a plan and we fully embrace that and we wait with anticipation and excitement for those things to be able to come to fruition and we are excited that even though the stars are there in the day season we can't quite see them good enough in the night season and we are just excited that we get to see them with clarity tonight tonight being the night that we are in and we just thank you for that Yahweh and we just speak all of those things into existence in your name amen so with with that live We uh, send you, this is the start of an amazing week, and we send you into that, and we just thank you for being with us tonight, and make sure you listen to last week's podcast. Thank you for listening to this message from Kingdom Heirs International. If you have received insight and revelation with this message, we invite you to claim that revelation by trading on the trading floor with this ministry. You can do that at kingdomairsflag.org. Thank you.